new on Curiosity Stream. This bear's walking right at me. We'll see if he wants trouble or not. Follow filmmaker Casey Anderson as he gets an unprecedented face-to-face -face look at Alaska's fiercest carnivores on the Tracker's Diary, Bears of Katmai. Plus, why is a tiny island in the Pacific one of America's most crucial outposts? Discover the truth behind this mysterious Trans-Pacific stopover on Extremity's Wake Island. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. I'm Pamela Clark, founder and director of the New Heights Educational Group. And I'm here with David Smith, the founder of Silicon Valley High School, who has helped us get these podcasts produced and delivered to you. Yes, Pamela, when we saw the great things that you and your home and home team were achieving in New Heights, we wanted to get involved. How did the web create and leverage the internet, quality education accessible and affordable to everyone and everywhere? Thank you, David. We appreciate Silicon Valley High School helping us get these podcasts out to the hundreds of thousands of listeners from all over the world. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hello. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. This is Pamela Clark, director of the organization and of this radio program. Welcome back to another show on uh, news and education. We're going to be going over today. Some of these um, episodes are going to be aired over the Christmas holiday. And um, so some of these, just as a warning, um, some of the, the news may be a little older, but I still think it's important topics to cover and share with you so you know what's happening around the U.S. and around the world. So we're going to get right into it and um, we'd love your, to receive your comments or if you have other news stories that you think are newsworthy, um, please share them with us. You can email me at newheightseducation at yahoo.com. So uh, the, the first uh, news that I'm going to share with you is from ASCD Smart Brief, which you might receive on a monthly basis. First one is titled, Most Educators Report Declines in Test Scores. So 70% of educators who have received spring test scores say they are lower than before the coronavirus pandemic, according to an EdWeek Research Center survey of district administrators, principals, and teachers. About 80% say the dips in math scores were concerning. 74% say they are concerned by secondary English language arts scores, and 76% are worried about elementary English language art scores. My boss, when I'm reading over this, is if they're dipping even more than 
if Oracle that is pretty bad because my experience these are already pretty low. So it says um they have a graph on this. This is again edweek.org. You can look it up as leadership or low test scores have educators worried survey shows from November of twenty twenty one. And um it says how do you, how do 2020 and 2021 test, test results compare to your students' assessment results prior to the pandemic? And it says down in areas, uh, 44%, down in some areas, about the same in others, is 26%. And then down in some areas, about the same in some areas up in some areas is 17%. And then um, there's only 4% that shows the same across the board. Just up in some areas, about the same as others is 8%. And then up across the board is 2%. So um, it's, there's like a little star thing underneath the graph. And it shows responses from teachers, principals, and district leaders. Here. The results add to the growing stream of data demonstrating that students' academic progress stalled over the 2020 2021 school year due to the pandemic's interruptions to instruction. Just earlier this month, for example, curriculum and assessment provider. Curriculum associates released results from its reading and math diagnostic test this fall, showing that fewer students in grades one through eight are on grade level in reading and math than in the years past. But state standardized test results specifically come with several caveats, assessment experts have said. As Education Week, Catherine Dorts reported last month, disruptions to testing as usual during the 2020 to 2021 school year to affect the validity of the scores. Some states allowed students to test remotely, making it difficult to compare their results to those of students who tested in person. And many states reported lower than average participation rates, meaning that the result might not reflect the student population. Even in districts where most students tested in person. Some educators say that the results have limited usefulness this year. Past Andrew McDaniel might have compared results at his school to others in the state to see if he could learn from similar schools that had better scores in certain areas. But this year there are too many variables at play, like how much time kids spent in buildings or how much support they have from families at home. Isn't that interesting how it goes back to that? It's always the family's fault. To glean much useful information from the kind of comparisons that we can have, the principal of Southwood, junior and senior high school in Walbosh and Nana. Quote, it's important, but it's not the only data point that we look at, he said, of state test scores. Scores aren't fine-grained enough to guide instruction. 
standardized test scores only capture one moment in time. It points at critics of using them for accountability purposes have long emphasized. But this fact makes scores especially hard to interpret during the pandemic as students' learning environments keep shifting, McDaniel said. For example, at Southwood Junior and Senior High School, some students were remote during 2020 and 2021 school years, while others attended school in person. Many of those who were in person still had to leave the building for weeks at a time due to quarantine requirements. Often students struggled with one with online learning beginning. Quote, our numbers of failing grades were just off the charts. And that was reflected in a school state test scores, which were lower than in years past. This year, though, the district isn't offering a remote option. So all students are in the building. The district also changed the quarantining policy so that parents can choose to keep sending children to school if they've been exposed to someone who tested positive, as long as the student isn't showing symptoms. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommends that all unvaccinated students who have been exposed should quarantine. So some schools have started to remove this requirement, these requirements, or put other policies in place for the school year. Students are spending a lot more time in the building than they did last year, and they're already making academic progress, McDaniel said. 2020-21 school year test scores, while low, aren't his biggest concern in the city landscape. Instead, it's behavior and social emotional skills as students relearn the routines of school. So there's a chart here. It says, how would you categorize the students 2020-21 state test results in the following subjects and grade levels? So it shows that in elementary math, that there, it's very concerning at 32%, somewhat concerning for uh, at 48% in elementary math. And then they're somewhat positive at 14% and at very positive at 6%. Then in elementary English and language arts, they give very concerning 29% in, in elementary English language arts. And then they have somewhat concerning at 47% and then somewhat positive at 17% and then 7% very positive all in elementary. Have in secondary math, they have scored very concerning at 34%, somewhat concerning at 47%, uh, somewhat positive at 14%, and then 5% very positive. The numbers are very terrible compared to the, the different uh, math. Now, for secondary English and language arts, they say they're very, very concerning at 25%, uh, 49%, and then there's which is, I'm sorry, somewhat concerning at 49%, then somewhat positive at 20%, and then 7% very positive for secondary English charts. And uh, you can find those charts. Other educators say that their students' scores from last year reflect persisting academic needs. My core, the secondary mathematics curriculum specialist in Western Mill City Schools in Ohio, 
disruptions. And the spring shutdowns of 2020 pushed teachers to play catch up with previous year's content. Barbers while they are getting a haircut. So far, 
three barbershops are participating and they say they feel it's a great way for the community to get involved in the future of the town. <clears throat> Thinking the kids st stimulate their minds and stimulate themselves other than just the video games and cell phones to those mobile devices that go. Not just my, just my teachers care about how I'm going in school in terms of my academic schooling, but my barber cares. The people in my community care that they see their growth as learners, that we're all invested, said the staff. Students are asked to get a picture of themselves reading and posting using the hashtag setting ed water sheet MSTB. Superintendent Bethea added the district plans to expand the program to include beauty salons next and so the sky is the limit. Welcome back to New Lecture on Education. I'm with Mark and we are covering news and education. This story I have for you is from uh, 74million.org. And it is an article that uh, was published November 16th by Marina, I'm sorry, Mariana McBurdo. And it's titled Chan Zuckerberg commits nine million to expand pathways for educators, school leaders of color. And it says to ensure classroom leaders better reflect and support racially diverse students, the Chan Zuckerberg initiative is distributing nine million to ten US nonprofits. Funding will cultivate career pathways for teachers and district leaders of color. The CZI co-founder and co-CEO Priscilla Chan announced the grants for racial diversity in education during the 49th annual National Alliance of Black School Educators conference late last week. So not only do you help your students learn, but you also help them feel a deep sense of belonging and helping them become the young people who are curious, confident, and caring members of our foundation on November 11th. From pre-service teacher education to professional support for indigenous teachers moving into district and school board rules, Grants ranging from 175,000 to 2 million will support organizations in preparing and supporting historically excluded populations in K-12 leadership. The students of color make up 54% of the K-12 public school population. Nearly half of schools are operating without any teachers of color. CBIA funding will also help support the Hunt Institute and policy advocacy to add 1 million teachers of colors to schools by 2030. The Institute will work with gubernatorial candidates 
scene which launched during the social justice movement of the summer 2020 would eliminate, el eliminate the educator diversity gap. For diverse teacher workforce could result in big social, emotional, and academic gains for increasingly multi-ethnic and multilingual student populations. Having with a black teacher student, having had a black teacher, students, particularly students of color, benefit from higher expectations, experience fewer suspensions, and graduate high school at higher rates. I'm not sure where they get that from. Um, or what group they have in those, those statements. Nothing is incorrect. I just, they don't give any proof either. So, um, the system grantees will also focus initiatives on helping teachers move into district or state standards and in turn be able to support teachers of color implementing change. Quote, my experience has been, yes, has been you get a phenomenal principal or you get a handful of really great teachers, or you have an out of this world superintendent, and then we, and then, sorry, and then when they retire, or they move on, or for whatever number of reasons, sometimes those great initiatives fall by the wayside. This is really about creating leaderful communities where even as people move on, the work continues because the whole community is invested, said Jonathan Santos Silva, executive director of the Liber Institute, which works with rural communities. Receiving $800,000, she trained indigenous students, families, and leaders to competitively run for school board and district leadership. Her new programming has encouraged thought partnerships with Empire Education and National Indian Education Association, including tribal colleges and universities. And for the Equity Institute, a Rhode Island-based nonprofit working with teachers to sustain anti-racist learning and teaching environments, their 800,000 VI grants mean long-term growth. They'll be able to hire more staff, enhance technology, evaluate and spread their work at a time that it's needed the most. Um, other things we do is the New Mexico Teachers Grant Support with Wellness Retreats, SEL. The school district in New Mexico is hoping to better support teachers' well-being by replacing professional development days with wellness retreats. The retreats focus largely on social emotional learning, including sessions on mindful movement and creating gardens and FDL for teachers and students. The full story can be found at Heikinger's report, and it was published in 1117. In West Virginia High School, students prepare for future in computer science classes. Students are learning various skills in a West Virginia high school where Randy Heron has been teaching with computers for more than 40 years. Heron says, continuing education keeps me up to speed to teach computers. Students are learning programs and acquiring skills such as.
is G M E T R I X Python HTML story can be found at the Coal Valley News, American West Virginia, published on 1117. In Richmond, Virginia, district considers new cell phone restrictions. Students' use of cell phones and other digital devices in classrooms is becoming problematic, and school leaders in Richmond, Virginia are considering potential policy to restrict their use. Officials say there's a policy in place for cell phones but it's not enforced in all cases. Full story is reported on WWBT-TV in Richmond, Virginia on 1117. Also, the Nebraska students group service as liaison to leaders. A group of about three dozen middle and high school students is serving as the liaison to the district administration and school board. Says youth development coordinator Pete Ferguson, who created the Scholar Equity Catter Program in Lincoln Public Schools, Nebraska. This article includes students discussing the program and the benefits to promote equity awareness and change inside and outside of schools. Full story can be found at Lincoln Journal Star, Nebraska, which level 16. Federal dashboard tracks coronavirus cases in schools. The U.S. Education Department and CDC have released a new coronavirus dashboard that tracks case and vaccination numbers in schools. The data from various sources also will track whether the schools are operating in person, remotely, or mixed of both. Full story is that the journal is published on 1115. There's access to the dashboard. In, in the article, I just had mentioned, um, it, it takes you to ed.gov backslash coronavirus backslash data. And it'll have, a, it has like a COVID data, COVID 19, and the 2021 to 2022 school year. And then, um, there's links to like the tracker, the data hub, and then school operations, which uh, choose it by state as well, which is kind of, kind of neat. Um, you can choose, so you choose your state, you choose your district, you could choose even by a district ID, and then um, yeah, I'll just choose Ohio. If that's an option, which I'm assuming it is. And then I'm going to choose the district. Local one or something to go with. Let's see if we can get 
on Swift to Toledo. Let me see if I can find that one. Okay, got it. Okay, Toledo. And then, <clears throat> this is really kind of cool because it shows, US shows Canada, um, it shows current data coverage for Toledo, 100% of students. Welcome back to the New Heights Show on Education. That's Pamela Clark, and we're talking about news and education. Mental health. 
middle middle school students. I know it's a big thing right now. I was actually just speaking to someone today and thought about this. Um, share a little bit about that in a moment. But anyway, um, it's it's a big thing right now for just mental health in general students. Um, anyways, this article reports middle school students are experiencing more mental health challenges, likely worsened by the coronavirus pandemic and its effects. Experts during a recent conference discussed the issue in the past forward, saying students' voices must be included in the discussion and students who were who also were represented. At One Day University, we feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly Scholar Newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com. New on CuriosityStream, have researchers figured out a mathematical formula for success? A clearer understanding of how success happens could lead us to change the rules. Gain a new perspective on getting ahead. It's science of success. And the U.S. won the space race, but not without help from the Nazis. They were just years ahead of us. Meet NASA's rocket scientists of the Third Reich on the moon landing and the Nazis. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. Welcoming environment to learners. And the full report can find it behind under report and published in 2016, titled How to Support Middle Schoolers Mental Health. So, anyways, as I was saying, I was speaking with someone just today about this. There in the Chicago area. And the topic there right now as well. And here's the real issue in the way that I see it, okay? Now, children in compulsory school, they are being schooled, but they're not being educated. Well, what do I mean by that? Um, school and education are not the same thing. If, if you are Trying to teach everybody the same thing at the same time, it's not going to work. That's being schooled. Um, people have different strengths, they have different interests. Those things is what we should be targeting and, and helping students figure out who they are going to be, who they you know, should be, what they should do in their life their gifts and their strengths are and we should be feeding those those gifts and those strengths if you don't and you're forcing them to sit there and and learn in ways that are not natural to them there's going to be more depression and more confusion on their identity and other issues so i know the public school systems are not set up to help students in the way that we're talking about. So it's all preventative where it shouldn't even get to this point, in my opinion. So if you're nurturing and, and you're educating, 
not schooling, but educating, and you're inspiring the students to learn about themselves, their family background, their family history, uh, helping them identify with their community, how they're tied to it, how their families are tied to it, how they can better their own environments and their own communities, then you're going to have um, you know, students that are much happier and much more productive and and will do great, great things. All of this is preventive. All of it. So think about what I said. Think about how you can prevent these issues in your own family. And yes, there's there's people that have health issues, disabilities. Um, or on um, special needs, and um, that need, you know, psychological help sometimes, and stuff like that. You know, the pressure somebody's family, but even that, I challenge to say that, that even though it's the same thing, but it's just another generation because they've been beat down in these compulsory schools. Um, and they have a lot of anxiety because of it. So, but I really do think that the culture schools are a source of most of this. So, to think that they can fix it in any way is naive, to say the least, um, into thinking they even want to fix it is just another level of, of it's just not rational. So, in my opinion. So, that's my, my thought on it. And um, uh, the, next, the next thing I wanted to share was uh, interest groups add hands-on components to lessons. This is kind of interesting. Through focused interest groups, eighth graders at a Michigan school are leveraging their school work towards to affect real world change. Borman says that taking the extra step helps engage and inspire students who are working on projects such as designing shirts for basketball team members and building cornhole boards for auctions. So that's kind of interesting. Um, and you could even take it, there's so many other things you can work into that. But the students should really be able to explore as many hands-on types of activities, in my opinion, as they can, figure out what their interests are, what those gifts and those passions are, which, what we should be feeding um, for each of these students. Teacher uh, content matters more than ever in U.S. history classes. How should we teach U.S. history? That's kind of an interesting question, isn't it? Um, is it mostly about caring question or critical thinking, about historical knowledge? Teacher Lauren Brown stands firm for content. If we, quote, if we've learned anything from the culture wars this year, it's that too many Americans do not know their history. Amen to that. And why is that important? We have to know our history or we'll 
repeat our mistakes. So kind of like if you, and I know you've heard that probably before, but think of it as when you've made mistakes in your own life, okay? Maybe you've made the same mistake more than once. And I'd like to think that none of us. Right. I mean, I'd like to think that none of us make the same mistake more than once, but we know that we do because we're human. So if, and it's okay to make mistakes, right? But then we try to, to tweak something the next time and so we don't make the same mistake or try to solve something. So, so we change it a little bit. And then if we, if we made a mistake, we try again, right? So other people have lived before similar situations, and they certainly didn't even have the resources that we have now, but we can still learn from all of those instances and all of those people. And I think right now there is no one that's teaching American history any better than Hillsdale College. They offer a lot of free online college courses through our website or free and discounted courses. And then of course, you guys have their own education history show. You may want to check out with Kathy Woodry, but um, I, I'm a lover and a lover of history. And I don't know everything, but I know a lot more than most people. I've studied history, not just American history, but world history. And, um, and I've done that and genealogy as well. I'm a genealogist, so I'm I'm I know a lot of, about history in a lot of different ways that people don't know. And I'm telling you, it is a very important thing that we should be doing. Okay, this next news clip is from state and local education news from actual Ohio. So. Um, this is Hamilton Journal News. Ohioans ages 5 to 25 have days left to register for the first chance to win up to $100,000 scholarships as part of the state back to school program. The state is giving away 150 10,000 scholarships and $500,000 scholarships to eligible Ohioans who have received at least one dose of COVID-19 vaccine. The program aims to boost vaccination rates among younger residents. These scholarships can be used at any Ohio college, university, trade, or career program. So I personally am not for that, um, but I'm reporting the news, reporting what's happening. So Southport West Licking wins 25,000 state farm grant. New work advocate. And just ten days uh, in just ten days in August, 125,000 people cast more than three million votes in support of their favorite causes. As a result, 40 communities in 18 states, including four state causes in Ohio, will be getting an assistance state farm. Um, from state farm, state farm is proud to announce the top 40 vote getter. Getting causes that one dollars to improve their community. The grant will allow us to purchase greenhouse creating opportunities to meet several needs in our district. A pathway to the future of farm and table honoring the position of agriculture in our schools while supporting our food insecure families, said Paula Ball of Southwest 
southwest looking local schools. Down in Heights is part of this as well, um, where we were up for the money, but we did not receive enough votes to get it all in place. But it was still an honor to be Elyria Schools gets school supply donation from Walmart. In the Lorraine Morning Journal, the Elyria City School District is finding ways to keep morale high during an uncertain time. Amy Higgins, the Elyria Schools Communication Marketing Director, said the district received some unexpected help. Walmart and Parma donated nine pallets of school supplies to the district. from um, Smart Race on Special Education. Disrupting literacy learning. The COVID-19 pandemic has led to notable disruption in the education landscape with various levels of learning loss impacting students across the country. UNESCO research reported over 100 million students currently fall below the minimum Proficiency level in reading. I challenge it was close to that even before the pandemic. Educators have had to adjust their approaches to instruction due to the direct impact of the pandemic and emergency remote learning needs. We have this smart focus to learn how educators can use science of reading based intervention to address disrupted literacy learning. And I'd say take it with a grain of salt. But this is from um, go to www.portbrief.com and then uh, you can look for Pressing Disrupted Literacy Learning, right? Title. Okay. Texas District Improves Outcomes with SEL. A Texas district used a social and emotional learning curriculum to improve from an S to B status by Superintendent Brandon Hubbard. And in this commentary, Hubbard shares five strategies such as establishing the building blocks, adding the district initiated SEL lessons with Mindset Monday. Full story can be found at smartbrief.com as well. This was written by Brandon Hubbard on November 18th. And um, here are the five ways that their SEL curriculum help them go from an F to a B. Get positive buy-in from stakeholders. All teachers, staff, and some board members participated in the initial training for our new SEL curriculum, which has been rolled out district-wide. Our very first training here was engaging. Teachers bought in and saw all the needs. With the positive buy-in from our initial launch, the success of the SEL program implementation. Establishing the building block. We initially, this is number two, sorry. Establishing the building 
initially began teaching SEL and Mindset Monday, the time was blocked off on the school calendar and all students and teachers and classrooms focused on implementing the appropriate mindset for 30 minutes in the homeroom or during a tutorial period. We started with the We Are Connected Mindset because as a small community, our school is the heartbeat of that community. Number three, expand SEL reach. When we work through the remaining mindset, changing this out on a weekly basis, we're now working to integrate mindset lessons through the week in order to support a more holistic SEL-focused culture on campus. Hilton ISD is also doing more shout-outs to recognize teachers that exhibit the weak mindset having more intentional conversations around specific mindsets on a regular basis on campus. And we also integrate SEL-related activities into our district's leadership meetings. Number four, they allow for reflection and promote responsibility. I especially like our SEL program supports reflection for both students and teachers alike. SEL curriculum gives us all the chance to reflect and build type of culture and atmosphere that we want for our students. It also helps us to understand that we are responsible for the culture and climate in our classrooms. Ah, it makes it easy for teachers to use. Our SEL curriculum is easy for teachers to use and doesn't require them to search for resources, plan out their curriculums and or pull the resources to achieve a common goal. And while teachers do preview the previews of lessons and develop thoughtful discussions around specific topics, the heavy lifting has already been done for them. Everything they need to implement is in the seven mindset portal where every video, activity, and lesson is right at their fingertips. At One Day University, we feature hundreds of top-rated professors from Stanford, Harvard, Michigan, Texas, UCLA, and other schools across the world to explore history, music, politics, art, science, and much more. Every Wednesday, our weekly scholar newsletter includes five fascinating short video clips of our most notable professors discussing a brand new topic, plus special reports and topical debates as well. Sign up for free at OneDayU.com. That's O-N-E-D-A-Y-U.com. Um, check it out. The page that I was reading from is districtadministration.com. Backslash five ways that help elevate our districts in this predictive based status. Utah teams increased the number of high school graduates. The number of students in Utah high school grew by 1,233 students in 2021. Compared with the previous year and four-year graduation rate remained about the same. At 88.1% compared with 88.2% in 2020, a report released by the Utah State Board of Education shows. The annual report also shows the dropout rate remaining steady at 10%. Full story can be seen on KTBX TV in Salt Lake City and was um,
more youth use TikTok versus Instagram. 63% of U.S. youth ages 12 to 17 are using TikTok weekly, up from 50% in 2020. According to a report by Forrester, youth of TikTok now is outpacing Instagram and one that demographic. Both work can be seen on CNBC for 11-18. There's a um, tips to have schools tap relief funds for OER. School districts can tap federal coronavirus relief funds for supporting open education resources. There's Burgess Norma, coordinator of K 12 programs and grants at Virginia Beach Public Schools, NG Valor Educational Technology Specialist, administrator of Go Open VA. In this commentary, they share several tips such as starting school and planned professional learning. Full story can be found at district administration at uh, districtadministration.com. Excuse me. Uh, restrictions on teaching racism to to vague. Um, at least 12 states have adopted restrictions on how topics such as racism and sexism can be taught in schools. Yet Alice O'Brien, General Counsel for National Education Association, says the new rules are vague and leave much of their interpretation in the eyes of schools. Story can be seen at the Associated Press was published on 1118. about software and raising among teens. Researchers reported the International Journal of Advancement of Counseling that teens posted around 58,000 to 68,000 images on Instagram in January and February of 2018 with hashtags associated with self-injury. Suicide did not get here in full and that the number of these posts rose to more than 112,000 by September 2018. Increases in the usage of hashtags like self-harm awareness, hate myself, and self-harm. The findings also showed that in 2019, over 1.2 million teens on Instagram exhibited non-suicidal self-injury, including one of the three hashtags. Oh, self-harm, the three M, and cutting. Full story can be found at Health Day News.
says that children follow parents' lead on how to cope. Dayton NBC2 reports that mental health has become a prominent issue among school-age children amid the pandemic. Both many of our children take the lead from their parents and how to cope with stressors from their lives, said Dr. Mary Beth DeWitt, Chief of Child Psychology at Dayton Children's Hospital. Dr. DeWitt joined Ohio Department of Health Director Bruce Vanderhoff and other medical experts during a press conference at 11 a.m. on Thursday to discuss update about COVID-19 and behavior of health in Ohio children. Also report, um, this is also from the same state and local education news, that in Ohio ESC earns a statewide honor. Lincoln <clears throat> Media Journal. For the sixth consecutive year of the state, the Southern Ohio Education Service Department ESC of a high-performing ESC by the Ohio Department of Education. Southern Ohio ESC demonstrates more than $240,000 in savings for local school districts through shared services that maximize tax dollars in our community. The Ohio Department of Education announced on November 2nd that the Southern Ohio ESC was one of 51 high-performing ESCs in the state. Also, in the new NCOESP superintendent named Marion Starr, the North Central Ohio Education Service Center is pleased to announce the appointment of Brenda Lowry as its new superintendent and CEO. Lowry replaces Dr. Jim Lahowski, who resigned in August. Marie began her career teaching in Columbus City Schools before moving back to Tiffin area to teach at the Seneca, at Seneca East Local School District. In addition, she served as a building principal in Bellevue City Schools for eight years before moving to NCOESC in 2006, officially serving as the deputy superintendent. Will get state approval. We need to get reports that a new independent public school has been given the green light to open in Xenia. The Community Steam Academy in Xenia, which will accompany the former YMCA building in downtown, received approval from the Ohio Department of Education and is expected to open in fall 2022. Incorporating the arts into traditional STEM topics of science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. There are also free eye exams and eye glasses for Mansfield City School students in need. Mansfield News Journal reports more than 60 students from throughout the Mansfield City Schools receive free eye exams and eyeglasses if needed at a special clinic Wednesday and Thursday at Sherman Elementary School. The Ohio Optometric Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit organization, offered its IC or in school eye exam program this week. A few more minutes. Um, 
there. Well, and there's a lot more to discuss, a lot more things happening to me. But again, I don't want to do more than an hour a show at a time. Um, this is from Smart Brief on Special Education, and it's, it's under curriculum and instruction. It's hospital internships teach students work skills. Students with disabilities in the Sephora Independent School District in El Paso, Texas, participating in a year-long work program at the hospitals of Providence East campus. <clears throat> program participants gain experience working in various hospital departments with the goal of helping them find work after graduation, says instructor Monica Gaskell. Full story can be seen on JBIA TV um, in El Paso, Texas, published 1118. Washington High School is quick and deliver dog treats. Students at Washington State High School have started a dog treat business. Full rule. Students enrolled in the REACH program cook, package, and deliver the dog treats to customers they orders. Full story can be found at Walla Walla Union Bulletin in Washington. It was published 1116. Personal for PA students. Uh, put yourself, I'm sorry, that's it. I'll give you a source. The almanac.net, uh, in the final article, put yourself in the shoes of the miners. FL Park History, Six Phones by Harry Park, November 17th. So many remember about history class, probably has something to do with memorizing a whole bunch of names and dates for the next week's quiz. It doesn't have to be that way. An aspiring teacher, Lily Fields, provided information about a long ago strike against a coal company in Bethel Park. She piqued her students' interest by adding a personal component. Quote, I want you guys to put yourselves in the shoes of a minor, she told them. Try to think about what it would be like. You were working a really hard, dirty, dangerous job, and you just wanted to get paid for it. Then take away your housing. How would you? How would that make you feel? From their reaction, they'd be good and ready to walk the picket line. In fact, Field and Point Park University classmate Danielle Nutridge had the youngsters make their own protest signs for a march around Bethel Park Schoolhouse Arts and Mystery Center, providing an interactive component to reinforce the lesson. Participating in Wednesday's activities were Bethel Park gifted students in fourth through sixth grade, taught by elementary coordinator Lisa Yost and her husband Stephen at Neil Armstrong Middle School. The Point Park students developed the lesson plan in conjunction with the Bethel Park Historical Society, which owns the Arts and History Center. The oldest part of the building was constructed in 1905 to house the Bethel High School Park. It wasn't added until the 1950s and the educational uses continued there for decades. 
what's really rewarding for us is that 60 years later, this building is being utilized again as a teaching facility, said Bill Haberther, historical society secretary, said, now that the building is almost fully renovated, we can do these types of programs to educate students about buildings and history. Ivy has raised more than a million dollars in the past five years toward improving every every facet of the former high school. Played throughout are donated items primarily from Bethel Park's past, providing today's students with first-hand looks at everything from authentic military uniforms to 1970-era roller skates. It's just another sign that this building has so much potential in what we can do for our community Thank you. 